Welcome to Coco's Conjure. Here we discuss all things hoodoo, magic, folklore, wellness, and the occasional personal story. If you haven't guessed already, my name is Coco. I am so blessed to have you here with me today. For today's episode, we're going to interview Coco's grandmother. She goes by Grandma. <laughs> uh, grandma was a very important part to my spiritual journey. Um, as I was traversing hoodoo, I realized that a lot of the superstitions, a lot of the uh, lore, and a lot of the, you know, just overall culture is very much what I saw when I was in South Carolina with my grandmother. Um, before road trips, she would lay hands on us and pray over us and put us under the protection of, of Christ, you know, and that prayer was something I looked forward to every time I knew it was coming before, before food, all those things. And then as I dive deeper into my spiritual journey to try to figure out, you know, who I was and, and what I believed, I realized that in talking to my grandmother, she expressed her faith in ways that wasn't always, you know, uh, one, two, three to the Bible. It was a living faith, a breathing faith, and it was something that has sustained her for all 88 of her years. One of the things that I think we need to keep in mind as we continue on is that my grandmother would not call those things hoodoo. That's something you do. That's an expression of her faith. She might even describe some of the things she's going to talk about as, you know, just backwoods stuff or, you know, that kind of stuff. But she would never describe it as hoodoo. And I respect that. Um, these stories that you're about to hear are an extension of her faith. It's an expression of her faith. And if there's one thing my grandmother is, she is a faithful person. 100%. And it's that faithfulness that, you know, inspired me, propelled me forward. And even though um, I hear her stories and I, I'm studying and I'm seeing that things are, you know, lining up culturally <laughs> and the expressions of her faith are ones that I would like to utilize in my own spiritual life. Um, we're different in certain ways, sure, but she inspired my path. She informed my way forward. And she did that simply by just talking to me, by just telling me her stories and um, giving me the opportunity to just listen. And so I just wanted to share with you guys a, a little bit of my grandmother's story and demonstrate to you that if you two talk to your elders, take a time, takes some time to sit down and talk to your grandma, your grandpa, your uncle, your auntie or whoever, and really listen to their stories, really try to understand who they are as people. You'll find they too have very complex spiritual lives. And for those of us who can't, for those cousins who, you know, don't have the opportunity anymore because your aunties, your uncles, your grandparents were called to glory. Um, my grandma is your grandma. So let's share those stories together, shall we? Without further ado, here is Coco's grandma talking about her life. Okay. So I thought, let's start easy, Grandma. Um, can you tell me about just growing up? What was it like, you know, growing up for you? Oh, growing up was... Growing up was very good. We had hard times in, in those days when we were coming up, but we survived because... Um, it takes uh, really takes wisdom. You no, know, we didn't too much. wasn't too much knowledge sharing around, but wisdom. The older people had wisdom and they knew what to do, and they trust God mm -hmm. to, uh, to take them through. But I had I had a, I had a good life. It was tough. It was rough, but you know what? We didn't even know, realize how tough it was because 
We didn't have the things that some other people have, but we were fine. Could you do like I do now where I'm like, oh, I don't got corn. I'm just going to run down the street, go get some corn from the grocery store. Or did you like have to, did you have to plan ahead? Did you have to grow the stuff? You had a huge family too. Yes. Yes. We had to grow. My dad had to grow the stuff he, and, and um, gardens, corn, or sweet potatoes, white potatoes, <laughs> any kind of vegetables that, you know, you today, like today. But uh, and, uh, they grow everything and harvest it. And uh, they knew how to preserve it stuff because sweet potatoes, what they did, what dad did with sweet potatoes, he got it in the, in, the, in the fall and they had banks, like a bank, dirt bank with straws. That's how they preserve it. And um, they won't rot. And just like uh, the vegetables in the garden, my mom would can it. When I say can, it was jars. Like the like the mason jars. Yeah, mason jars. Mm -hmm. And um and and those things would last like that because they know how to preserve it. They knew how to preserve it. Mm -hmm. They would even preserve collard greens. My mom, I remember one uh, uh my mom uh canned collard greens. And you wouldn't believe that collard greens, my mom had brought that all the way from South Carolina to Maryland. Mm -hmm. And it lasted for years, but she was, that was just like a, um, to, um, to show that how things could last or whatever. Everything is, it's amazing how they would do it. They would boil it in, in big pots and they would put cloth things around it to, um, to boil. They knew how long to boil it, you know, for it to be boiled. And it would last, it would last six months to a year. So um, it, it, it was good. And I enjoyed gardening and seeing things grow. You, I remember down South, you had like, a, you had a small garden in your backyard. And I remember um, my nephew, your great grandson, he would like uh, go out back and he'd be like, Grand, can I have some okra? And you'd be like, yeah, you got to pick it first, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pick it. Or um, mommy has a garden out in her backyard. Remember we were sitting out there in the back? We were barbecuing, and we were looking at her garden. <laughs> and she had them cabbages. Yeah. What, what did you tell her about the cabbages, girl? I told her they were too close. They were planted too close together. You got this plant. You have to plant cabbage some 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 inches apart because if you don't if you plant plant them too close and they grow too close they're not gonna head they ain't gonna come to a head they ain't gonna come to no head and when i'm talking about it's a round hard head that grows in the middle you just see the white you know sometimes when you see it in the market supermarket they peeled off they peel off all the green but they had that white head that's mm -hmm. what i'm talking about and it's hard right that's what they make coleslaw you can make coleslaw to that right and all that stuff. But if you plant, if you grow them too close together, they're not going to hit. My mother is in the room, actually. Ma, real loud, did, did your cabbages head? My cabbages were fine. <laughs> they ain't head, Grandma. No, they didn't head. And because I washed it, I looked at them. I said, that's how I told her. I said, don't plant them. Don't do them too close together again. I said, because they won't head. Unless you don't like headed cabbage. But what's the point of a cabbage if it's not going ahead? Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. So, um, what were some other things? How many brothers and sisters did you have, Grandma, or have? I had I had uh, five brothers and, and six sisters. Mm -hmm. And where do you fall in the order? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest, firstborn. Firstborn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you um, have to look? You, I'm guessing you looked after all those kids, yeah? Yes. I started uh, from nine years old. <laughs> I was nine <laughs> years old because I was nine years old when Roland was born. Mm -hmm. And I was old enough to do things while mom was, was, mom was recuperating in bed. And I could help with other things. I could even help with, I helped with cooking. So you were nine years old, and you were helping to take care of your brothers and sisters. 
I, I you you told me a story once of when um you had you visited what art was it that you had that was giving birth? Was that when you were nine? Aunt Liz. No, oh, no, I wasn't nine. I was when she gave birth. Um, Aunt Liz, I was uh that was Kenneth, my cousin that just died. Oh yeah. I was uh I was about thirteen, fourteen then. Okay, okay, tell me about that experience, Grandma. I was about 13, 14. Well, my aunt, Aunt Liz, my Aunt Liz was only seven years older than I. Really? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, she was only seven years older. But um, mm -hmm. we came up, we were just like sisters, more so than aunt, because um, when, uh, Kenneth, when Kenneth was born, the oldest one, well, I was old enough then because I was well, I was taking care of whatever in our home, but um, she mom sent me to is a it's a town you call Macbeth, like the Shakespeare play Macbeth in the woods. Okay, <laughs> with the pine she was living right like that. She needed somebody to help her because she was in bed mm -hmm. uh, with Kenneth, and um, so I was old enough to go and help fix the food, fix the breakfast and whatever. And she had a husband and her father-in-law was there. And um, you said that she had a midwife too. That was back in the days when you oh, ate Oh yeah, they had midwife. See, during that time, we had midwives. We didn't go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. We couldn't afford it, but they had good nurse midwives. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, the only thing that I would do when I were there is to help take care of the food Fix the, the food, the breakfast, or whatever, whatever. But the nurse midwife would take care of the baby because the mother was bedridden. <laughs> How long was she bedridden for? We were, we were in bed. You were in bed for nine days. Jesus. You're in bed nine for nine days. They didn't let you get up. Do you know why? I don't know why. I don't know why today, till today, but nine days in bed. Then after the nine days, you got up. You had to walk around the house three times. Walk around the house three times. Uh-huh. And you all lightheaded. Because <laughs> you've been in uh, bed for nine bed days. so long. Uh-huh. And you had to walk around with legs trembling. Because I had to do that. You did that with, with mommy. Yeah. My I mother did. is your oldest. Yes, sister. I mm -hmm. did that with her. My Your uh, great-grandmother. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, this is not your grand. This is not your mother. This is um, no. This is my husband. Mother. That was mm, my mother and mother in law. Uh -huh. Yeah, you couldn't get out of bed for nine days. They fed you in bed, and you couldn't eat but certain foods. <laughs> what could you eat? The, the most food that I ate when I was in bed was eggs, fish, hominy grits, and gravy. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't feed you um, like greens, collard greens like that vegetable like that because why well, the fact was that um you nursed the baby mm. and everything that you ate and the baby take from you sometimes you could take it without getting and they used to call it colic mm -hmm. they didn't say diarrhea they call it the colic <laughs> okay <laughs> and um and you would know when the baby have uh, colic what they call it because they cried all the time and they pain us with pain in the stomach the, the 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 different food would harm them mm. because they got it from you because they got it from you uh-huh so you were eating the fish and the eggs and the mm -hmm. grits mm -hmm. white gravy or chicken gravy chicken gravy chicken gravy gotcha. you could eat the chicken you can eat wild you can eat wild meats wild meats we talking like coon rabbits yes okay. rabbits and stuff like that they didn't give that. you that no i don't know why but, they didn't <laughs> give you that. but you couldn't eat that uh -huh. the most you ate was Eggs, chicken gravy, mm -hmm. ritz, whatever, fish. You could eat fish. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's probably for the protein, I'm thinking. Because if you're, if you're a woman and you have to produce milk, mm -hmm. and milk is mostly protein, yeah. it's protein and mm -hmm. water. You could eat plenty of fish. Yeah. It fed you plenty of fish. That makes sense. And greens high in fiber, that's got the... Let's get the belly going. That's the colic you're talking mm -hmm. about. Okay, you, you that makes feed, sense. You didn't give it. They didn't feed you that. Let you eat that until a certain time. I forgot how many months or, or ever. Uh, and then you could you could eat it because the baby needed some um, 
what you call it? I think you get what vitamins or something. Yeah, your vitamins yeah. and your vitamin your A. Yeah, and all but that. when the baby was young, None you of that. couldn't no, you couldn't eat that. But they would play give you plenty of fish and eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I remember you also said you couldn't wash your hair. Was no, that they the didn't same let thing? you wa- They didn't let you shampoo your hair. No water on your head at all. No water. My mo- my my mother in law. Mm-hmm. She cleaned my scalp with oil, mineral oil. Oil cleansing on the scalp. Mm-hmm. She would take her, and she would take a comb, part it, take the cloth with the mineral oil, and clean my scalp. Mm-hmm. And you know where? How long that was? How long? Six months. Six. Okay, so let's get this straight. My hair was down <laughs> my back. I bet it was. <laughs> so you. You couldn't get out of bed for nine days after you gave birth. Once you got out of bed after the nine days, you had to walk around your house three times. Three times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then even even then, you still had your diet was restricted, all that. And then you couldn't shampoo your hair for six. Why couldn't you shampoo your hair for six months? They you said your, they they would. Uh, she said your mold is still, but they <laughs> your crown is still open. Your crown is open. Uh huh. And this is only after you give birth. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. You gotta wait till it closes up. You Six months. It probably didn't take that long, but that's what they <laughs> did. <laughs> and you had a nurse midwife. Yeah. You had a nurse midwife. My mom, go ahead, mom. What's she saying? I want to ask you a question. Okay, my mom's asking a question. Because I thought the baby's head was the only one that had the soft spot, and you had to be careful. So when you had me, they told you not only did I have a soft spot, but you had a soft spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. That's just what they would tell you. But they said every all your bones, like everything was open up when you had to bend the baby. You were open up. You mm-hmm. was just open up, man. Mm-hmm. It was a thing they did, mm-hmm. and you was open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Cause today, um, make sure I, I phrase this right. Like when you see the the ladies go to church, I remember you would take me to church Wednesday for Bible studies, uh, Saturday or Sunday for uh, church. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And one of the things a woman had to have on when she went to church was a hat. Had to have a hat on or have something over her head. I think there's a, a Bible yeah, verse for that, right? The prayer cloth. Got the prayer cloth over the head. I wonder if that's connected. But back to the story. So not just your head, but your your pores oh, open yeah. too, right? And that was just something they did. Yes. So wait, so if your pores was open, did was there a special way you had to take a shower, or well, you, you didn't take showers then? A special way you had to bath or get a basin? You just sponge. You just sponge down. Sponge down in a in a, in a basin, and it wasn't all that comfortable because you didn't have like uh, heat like you have now. And mommy was born in the winter. Yes, and it was cold. Oh my goodness! It was cold, but my um uncle, uh, they, her uncle Ben, mm-hmm. he was really good. Your uh, great grandmother had where he would come every morning before he went to school and build a fire for us. Why I forgot you know, You can't just flip a, a, a switch, turn on the mm-hmm. heat. There's no radiator. Mm-hmm. You guys are in the backwoods, mm-hmm. deep South Carolina. Somebody got to build a fire. Mm-hmm. And my and 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 my mother-in-law, your great grandmother, was very faithful. She after he built the fire, she would bring heat the water mm-hmm. and a basin, and that's how I would sponge myself. But up until uh, uh, the nurse midwife that uh, helped deliver the baby, mm-hmm. she would come. I think she came like uh, like for, I know it was over past nine days, and she took care of the baby. Gotcha. I didn't have to do that. She took care of the baby with sponging and stuff, and most of the time they didn't use water with the baby. What did they use? Because it was cold. Right. The, the house wasn't really sealed and whatever. They used a mineral to wash them down with that. I did mm-hmm. not know. Grandma, that's the first time you told mm-hmm. me that one. So the baby got washed down in mineral oil. Mm-hmm. Did they add anything to your water basin? Or you could just use straight water, no big deal? I just used straight water. 
And soap, probably like a Castile soap. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, um, you have three kids. Yes. I know that because I'm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the two, you have a girl, that's my mom, and then the two youngest, were they, they weren't born in South Carolina. No, boys. we were born, and both the boys were born in Johns Hopkins Hospital. So you ain't have all that, John I Hopkins. had nurse midwife in, in the hospital. You did? I asked for, they, they had nurse midwife. They are the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The doctors are good. They have doctors on standby. Right. But as long as everything is going well and safe with the nurse midwife, they, and they are good. They don't, they don't, they didn't leave you. But I had nurse my midwife with both my boys in the hospital, in Johns Hopkins Hospital. But did you have to do the nine days? And the- no, it was very, <laughs> it was different. Okay. It was different because, <laughs> because after Junior was born, the, the, the next day they told me I could get up and go take a shower. Wow. And I said, no, no, no way in the world I'm going to go take a shower because I was used to, I didn't think that would, I thought that would harm you. Yeah, that's not what you're supposed uh-uh. to do. I said, I was, I said, I'll sponge bath. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to get in the shower. But they wanted, they wanted me up the next morning to go take a bath. And then in the hospital with the nurse midwife, but then in the hospital, the baby was right in my bed, in my uh, room. In my hospital room. Oh wow! Okay. She, uh, Junior was right. Junior and William was right in my. Uh, I took care of my. I took care of them myself. You could, the nurse. Mm, the nurse would come in and do what they had to do. Got you. Mm, but I watched them. You know myself. It was right by my bed in a in a what you call it, bassinet or whatever. I would I would imagine that would be such what a such a different experience. Mm-hmm. Before you were with mommy, your oldest, you were taken care of. You had to stand, I mean, you ain't want to, but you had to stay in the bed for the nine days. Mm-hmm. You had somebody washing your hair with the mineral oil and taking care of her. So that way you could rest and regain yourself. And then you come up to Baltimore. And what's the gap there between mommy and Uncle June? How many years? It was like four years. Like what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in this four-year gap, now they're like, nah. It's you're going to have to take care of this kid yourself and wash yourself. Mm-hmm. That's... They would do what they they did what they had to do with the baby, but right. then I was said when that baby cry or whatever, I had to take care of it. Mm. You and so you had three you have three kids, but those aren't your only kids. You fostered. I fostered seven. At seven. And five babies right from the hospital. And all these kids, they weren't um, they weren't always like. Uh, like fresh newborn, healthy and happy. They gave you the harder cases, right? Yes, they were right from the hospital, like three days old. Or I think the only one uh, that was a little older, he was like three weeks before I got him. Uh, Joseph was, I think it was Joseph, Mm -hmm. the second one. He was a premature baby. So he stayed in the hospital for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me? Um, can you tell me about my aunt Jennifer? Our Jennifer, Jennifer was eleven months old when I got her. Mm-hmm. When they brought her to me, yeah, she was she was one of your foster kids, and then yes. she stayed with the family. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And um, the doctors told me that she wouldn't walk until she was around about five. Why? Why wouldn't she be able to walk? It was. It was something, but the legs. Phil, Phil knew about that. She was old enough to know about that. Mm-hmm. And um, they wasn't strengthening. She she crawled on her belly. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And she had braces on on her uh, feet. But um, the doctor said she wouldn't walk until she was around about five. But during that time, I well during that time and now I am a faith believe in person yes ma'am you are and i belong i belong to a church that believed that miracle could happen right and i was around people with miss taylor i'll never forget her and she would tell me what to do with her mm. and some of the stuff that she told me to do was sound it sound crazy you can tell me girl. but uh-huh she would say, like, when you cook, when you fix grits, uh-huh. like the gruel off the grits, you call the gruel when it gets thick and it's getting ready to get done, mm-hmm. or, or either rice. So you take it out and let it get cold, and you take it and rub her feet with it, like you bathe in her. So you would rub 
Miss Taylor told you that you would take the gruel of the grits mm -hmm. and then rub her feet. Rub with her it. feet down with it. Uh -huh. Rub her legs. Mm -hmm. Her legs. The whole legs. Mm -hmm. And um, and I would do. That. I did that. And she also told me she said, take the broom, or the bottom of her feet. Oh, and like dust mm -hmm. the feet. Just dust it. Mm -hmm, the broom. Okay. And that was very strange to me, but I did it. But you did it. Uh huh. And then I had a faith. Uh, believing pastor he believed in healing and I would take her up and she would he would pray for her mm -hmm. he, he prayed for her and prayed for her and Jennifer and also another uh, pastor Bishop uh, Ravenel I'll always remember him mm -hmm. he did it we had plenty of people praying for Jennifer and um, they said she wouldn't walk until she was around about five the doctors right Say she wouldn't walk till she was around five. Jennifer walked before she was two. She walked before she was two. Before she was two. Mm-hmm. She walked before she was two. And, you know, I'm sure the doctors helped on that. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Like, yeah. you made sure she went to and her they were amazed. Yeah. But how much do you think that that spiritual boost, the prayer... And even though it was weird, all those like uh -huh. spiritual things Miss uh -huh. Taylor had you do, do you think that helped? Sure, it helped. Sure, helped. I know. I don't think that helped. It's, it helped. You know, it helped. I know it helped. Mm -hmm. I feel that. <laughs> I know it helped. <laughs> um, my my sister, uh, she had leg issues too, um, right? Didn't she have an issue? One of her legs was. They said she wouldn't walk. For a while because one of her legs it wasn't straight because of her hip so they put her and braced mm. to get her legs to be straight and they said she wouldn't walk she wouldn't learn how to walk either and she crawled with them braces on mm. grandmother did the same thing she did prayer whatever else she was doing she did your sister not only learned to crawl before they said, but she was trying to walk before they said. Before they said. Now, she still has the leg issue in her hip, but yeah, she had, uh, she had to wear braces. It is so funny. So um, my sister is in California. She comes to visit, right, for like the Christmas and the Thanksgiving and stuff. And it's hilarious because she'll, she'll be at, she'll have like her altar cloth and she's got incense and then she got the gospel music going and she's praying at her altar right and then she gets up and you just see her stretch out her hips like she'd be opening up her hips she's like you got stretch it out keep gotta keep supple mm. <laughs> she she always cracked me up when she do that mm. okay y'all did the same thing for big sis you were the grits and did you use oils too or just yes we use oil you used oil too we were not we rubbed down with oil we anointed with oil did you get that from the pastor or did you get it from miss taylor the oil i got that from the pastor plus miss taylor was a faith uh believing uh lady too mm -hmm. always remember i met miss taylor after uh, after my after belonging to my church so she was in your um, church no she wasn't in my church you know what Mm -hmm. uh, you know how I met her? How you meet her? I met her uh, uh, being foster. I belonged to a foster a foster parent club. Okay. Like uh, after I had the children, there was a group of women in my in my block. Right. That had foster children, and we all would get together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met Miss Taylor through through that that group of uh, women, and she was a faith believing person too. Mm -hmm. And she just, um, it sounds like she just expressed it differently than maybe the pastor would have expressed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it worked. Yes. You mm -hmm. can't look. If it works, it works. Mm -hmm. Can't beat that. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. If you, had, if you had a headache and couldn't get rid of it, Miss Taylor could tell you how to do, what to do to get rid of it. She could tell you what to do mm -hmm. to get rid of it. Do you remember what she said or, or no? About the headache. Uh, she... Well, she would. I'm gonna tell you what she believed. She believed in scripture reading. Oh, got you. So uh -huh. She was a. Um, so she used to speak over the person. Yes. Got you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't. You, that's the first she time you told me that part, reading. Grandma. Mm -hmm. So she would. So she would read. Was it a psalm or any part of the scripture? She would mostly use psalms. Mm -hmm. 
then she would use other scriptures too. And then she was a praying woman. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I remember. But she would tell you what scripture mm-hmm. for different, well, I would say like this, they used to say ailment. <laughs> you say a long ailments. time ago, yeah. <laughs> she could tell you, all right, you turn to this, uh, this scripture and read it. Mm-hmm. Did she? Was it a specific way you had to read it? Like you could just read it prayerfully one time? No, sometimes she would tell you to read it more than one time, like two, three times, but like every day or somehow many days. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Did she ask you to use like candles or incense or yeah, oils? Yeah, she used to use, um, she would tell you to use candles. She had different color candles for different uh, things, ailment, whatever. Do you have, do you have a go-to song? Have what? A go-to song that you read, like that'll get your spirit where it needs to go. Well, I I love I love most of the songs, the twenty-seven song. Uh huh. And 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 one song that I usually read a lot, and I've got I have gotten a healing through that scripture, my a hundred and eighteenth song. One one hundred eighteen. Uh huh. One the hundred eighteenth song. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And I just, I love all the songs, but that 118 song, I love. Because I remember um, when I had, I've had ailments and stuff. Yeah. Because at one time I couldn't hardly walk. My I had different ailments and stuff like that. Right. And the one thing I read where the scripture said, the 118 psalm in this, in the, in this 18 verse, uh, shall, because it was so strong that i said oh i want to live to to raise my children well but the psalm says i shall not die but live and declare the works of the lord and that 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 specific scripture and verse i i read now all the time how old are you grandma you mind me asking on, on right video? now mm-hmm. i'm 88 years old 88 yes and, and you still can Listen, I'm 88 years old. My grandma is a spry and fresh 88. She got her own place. She um, you're still taking care of herself, cooking for yourself, cleaning your place, the whole deal. Yes. Still, you spry, grandma. That's the Lord's doing. That's the Lord's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So spry. Yeah, that's what the scripture said. It's the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in my eyes. Amen to yeah. that, grandma. So just going back a step, I think you're going to blow some people's minds with the broom across Mm -hmm. the feet Mm -hmm. because uh, nowadays when people use the scripture healing, the faith healing, and they use things like brooms and stuff, Mm -hmm. when you dust across somebody's broom uh, against somebody's feet, the idea is that you're brushing away their luck and stuff. Like you're brushing away the luck? Yeah, that's what they say. Uh-huh. But in, in your instance, when you're talking about brushing the feet against her, her brushing the broom against her feet, mm-hmm. we're talking about brushing the ailment away. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's amazing how, you know, the same tool in belief and faith healing, mm-hmm. one person will say, oh, don't do that. It's bad luck. Mm-hmm. And then in your case, and you've seen it to be true, mm-hmm. that, that brushing away, well, it wasn't a bad luck thing. It was just you were removing something. Right, right. Yeah. I think I think sometimes uh, when it comes to healing, that's not necessarily written down biblically, but it's very much a part of our culture. You know, I think sometimes people get it stuck in their head that it's good or bad, Mm -hmm. that it can't just be, you know, Mm -hmm. and that when we when we use those tools in connection to whatever faith we have, whatever um, truth we know to be true that that tool can be used for great things. It doesn't have to be so good or bad. You know what mm. I mean? And whatever you be- what, whatever you believe works for you. Mm. If you don't believe it, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But if you believe it, it'll work. And it's not all the time that it works because it might not, might not be for it to work at that time. Right, right. But... Um, I believe in faith. See, I believe faith believing. Grandma, can you tell me about the time when uh, granddad was in the hospital and you, uh, like, when he was working for John Hopkins about that time? 
during that time and he uh oh you mean at john hopkins no all the, the, the so story. many times he's been in the hospital you know because during the time he was in john's Hopkins, he had um uh what's the blood disease he had picked up and they said he wouldn't live for that but he made it through that but this is the time that i'm talking about now mm-hmm. he was in uh there was a the hospital is a different name now, but he just called it Baltimore City Hospital. Oh, okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And uh, they said he wouldn't live, said to come at once, told me to come at once because he's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So that's when I called Mama. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'll meet you there. So Mama met me there, and she'd always take her Bible. She took her Bible everywhere she went. That time I'm on, she had her Bible. And, 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 and when I got there, the doctor told me that I was the only one that could go in but then the one that they say wasn't gonna live he heard mama's voice my husband mm-hmm. he heard her voice and the doctor was saying not only uh, the wife can come in she couldn't come in he called out and said let my mother-in-law my mom-in-law come in <laughs> the one that we thought was dying right uh, she went in because it was in the um, what you call the the, the room that uh, you put them. The ICU. Yeah. He says only I could go in, but then the doctor let her in. Right. She had a Bible in her hand, and she she didn't pray loud because you couldn't do that in there. But then she did her thing. She anointed. She anointed with oil. Mm-hmm. And then she prayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he lived, he lived like <laughs> a long time. Yeah, he lived like a what? I know over thirty years after that. Yeah, over thirty years. Mm-hmm. I was, I was a sophomore in high school when he passed away. Mm-hmm. So he lived a long time. Mm-hmm. And this was in um, this was around about uh, nineteen. Uh. 1980 to early 80s. So that was before I the was even early born. early 80s. Uh-huh. I wasn't even here yet. Uh-huh. And after that, we lived in South Carolina, you know, all them years. And he lived all of that. He died years after that. Mm-hmm. You want to know something I think is so cool about you, Grandma, is that um, I feel like most people, after their uh, significant other passes away, they like, all right, I'm going to just go out, dab a little bit you know, maybe get married again. He was like, nah. Mm, no. Mm-mm. Once was enough? Once was enough. <laughs> mm. I hear that, girl. No. That was more than that I never thought crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I think, I'm just glad that you're up here with us, that you moved back to Baltimore with, um, and staying up here with us. Yes. I feel like we got a good tribe going here. Yes. You know? Yes. And I'm very much satisfied, very much blessed. You all take good care of me. But I thank the Lord that the Lord gave me strength enough to, you know, take care of. Especially, I say, I always thank the Lord every morning when I get up and can, can go and, ba- and bathe myself. Right. And I thank the Lord for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord for that. You kept praying that verse. Yeah. You you literally spoke it into existence. Mm-hmm. You're going to be here. He give me strength. Sometimes I get weak. Sometimes the legs get weak. But he give me strength enough to do what I have to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that, Grandma. I'm satisfied. I'm very much blessed to have children. The love. The love. Sometimes I wish right now that I've been here few years back, I probably legs probably wouldn't be up. <laughs> <laughs> you think if you came to Baltimore uh, earlier, yeah, that's so because now you call me up and you go, uh, you go, hey, can you get me yeah. X, Y, Z? And I'm like, yeah. okay, Graham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or you call mommy. Yeah. One time recently, y'all, I swear, my grandmother, she got the game down now. <laughs> she called me and she said, listen, I gave your mother a list, but I'm going to give you this list because I need you to pick X, Y, Z up. And she get, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be a few things. They wanted a few things. She gave me a full list, of, like a full grocery mm-hmm. list of stuff. Yeah. So then I called my, I ain't tell you this part. I called mommy and I was like, ma, 
grandma says she gave you a list. Can we compare lists? Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's something you got that I, I can pick up or vice versa. Yeah. Well, see, when I was alone and I could do for myself and my driving and stuff, when I need things, I run out, I could run and get it, get in the truck and go drive and get it myself. Right now, I can't go. No. You all do it. We do me. it, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember my time, your sister, I mean, your mother told me, Ma, no, I'll do it because you slow me down. <laughs> she said, you slow me you down. Slow so me down. I, said, I said, right now, I said, this is the right time. I just quit. I let them, let them do what they want to do. I said, because that means that, and I try not to act so much, you know, because I don't want to worry people, you know, or stuff like that. But I said, when I, when I, when I, Sometimes it'd be a long list, but I can't get out and go like once a week like you all can. Like we can, yeah. So I thank the Lord for the patience that you all have. I'm happy to do it. That's I have funny. fun. I have fun because <laughs> when I bring the stuff back up, I come out, I sit down, and I mm. talk to you for a little bit. Mm. And that's when you start dropping the gems. But you all don't know how much I appreciate you. We appreciate you too, Grandma. Yeah, appreciate you. I, I told Mommy, I think I say it often enough. I always go, my, grandma took care of so many people. Mm-mm. Like we grazed over the fact that you literally helped to raise a good portion of your, your siblings. And we just talked about the fact that you had three of your own and then had five or seven foster kids. And we're not even talking about the little nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. the grandkids, the whole deal. And I know that's not necessarily what you saw for yourself. I remember we were in the car coming back from some family function. What you told me what you wanted to be when you grow up. What did you want to be when you grow up? Who me? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a beautician. Yeah, you wanted to be a beautician. I wanted to be a beautician, but mom wanted me to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. Mom wanted to be and the thing why I didn't want to be a nurse, because during that time I was afraid of dead people. <laughs> you were t- uh-huh. <laughs> 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 So you didn't want to be a nurse because <laughs> mm-hmm. she was afraid of dead afraid people. Afraid of dead people. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be a beautician. Why did you want to be a beautician? I wanted to be a beautician, but that was just in my genes because I could do hair. I I even worked while I was young. I even uh, worked with a beautician down south. Uh, for a while, and I learned a lot of stuff. From her, but I, I could do hair. I did hair a while. After I got married, right, I did hair in my house. So, so granddad didn't like when you worked out the house, but that didn't stop you from doing what you had to do. He stopped me because of uh, that I was trying to work, and the children kept a cold all the time. I was taking them out to on my aunt Eloise, mama's sister, mm-hmm. around the corner, and I had to dress them and take them out, and they kept a cold. All of them kept a cold. He told me, he said, no, we had to pay too much money out, doctors. Try to keep them. So that's, he told me, no, I stayed home. It was hard, but I stayed home mm-hmm. and took care of them. And you didn't want to be, you said you didn't want to be a nurse, but you ended up working in that kind of field. Anyway. Yeah. What did you do? I was a, a, a nurse's aide. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I was a nurse's aide. I went, I went, I went, I went to classes for that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then, and then I got a job in, um, with visiting nurse. Uh-huh. Until just before I left and went to, um, we moved to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and I had resigned, but the one of them, the head nurse told me, said, Miss, I said, uh, Miss Clark, don't resign. She said, uh, no, she said, don't quit, because I had quit. Mm-hmm. And she said, come back and resign. He said, because she said, because when you go down, when you move, she, she you might want to work again. Don't just quit. Right. Keep your bridges. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She said, really come back and work and resign. I always appreciate her. I, I, I remember them two nurses, two nurses. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I did, she said, because you might want to work again. And then after I started, uh, I stayed down there for a while and I started Cleveland was doing all right. I started, um, to a senior. A senior place. Mm-hmm. I would go there, and um, and one day, 
they knew the girls that the, the ladies that at the head of the, the 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 senior she knew what I was doing and the job came through they called the the senior mm-hmm. to see if they had anybody if anybody there wanted the job and it was a job like that and I did that I went around I worked with seniors then mm-hmm. down there um your oldest son middle kid he's under my guardianship now um we had because of some health things we had to um, put him in a long-term care facility and i remember you don't go with me often and i get why but we when you do go to see him you always have your holy oil you always make sure you pray over him but she was praying over other people too there too yeah and then you should have seen her my the the gna had come in and she was like oh you praying over people she went out she was like you want to pray uh-huh, she's giving out prayers on. you want to pray she's giving on. out prayers come she, on and get anointed uh-huh. did you do that too when you were working um in the senior place yeah i, I prayed with people mm-hmm. yeah and then and and you know what i wouldn't say but they all i love them and they all loved me mm-hmm. when i when i when i quit they didn't when i they didn't want me to quit. I loved our group of, and it was mostly seniors, people that I would go around to. Mm-hmm. And they loved me. Mm-hmm. And I loved them. I loved, pe- loved people. And that's like the senior, just like the nursing home. Right. I started off when I went, after I went south, I volunteered in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. It was two ladies there I knew. They worked in the, um, in the in, in the in the front office of a G and another girl lady, and I volunteered in it. I used to do people, women's hair, mm-hmm. go around and do different things, and for them. And and after that, I I got to have I got to have a chance to um, render service to those people. Get a man. They let me do that. Until my pastor sent a minister, but I got the head, I had was the head of that, and we would go every. I went to from nineteen ninety one. I know it was twenty seven years. Okay. I would I visited that nursing home for twenty seven years once a month with a service, a team service for those people. So they could get not just some gospel and some spiritual lifting, but right, faith and they loved singing. Oh yeah, they loved singing, yeah. And and right now, since I left, it was a group of young women from the church uh-huh. that would go with. They went with me for a few years, and right now, Sharina, she still cares. She called me the other day and told me, Mother Claude, we still carrying it. We still doing it. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful that you yeah. started that. For twenty, that I did that for twenty-seven years. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, I think where where Uncle is now, I don't think they they have a church service every Sunday, mm-hmm. but they don't have it like that. Okay, because I I'm imagining and tell me if I'm wrong. I'm imagining you would it would, the pastor would go and they might read a scripture to yeah. give a service. Yeah, but they were also like praying for people. Yes, and and they loved singing and singing. And a lot of those people were church believers, but you know they were but they were bound. And they couldn't get out, and they would—they loved it because we cut, we went in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them would come in, and you know what? The 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 the, the staff would, the ones that didn't even know, you know, didn't understand what was really going on. Right. They would bring them, wheel them in anyway, just to get them in the atmosphere. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you think mm-hmm. it was like something in the air when you went? Like you you changed the way things felt, and then you uplifted them a little bit. Well, it was on. It wasn't only me. Mm-hmm. Then, like I, I kind of started it off, but it was other people going with me. You know, right? Other women, young, young men, because I know the one uh, elder Richardson that got killed in a car accident just before Christmas mm-hmm. here. He for for many years he was under Bishop Ravenel. I started it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I used to go in the hospitals. Praying for people, help me and Ella Jones, my my aunt, husband, Ella Jones. We used to go. We did a lot of stuff because I cared for people, especially people that were bound, couldn't get out. I, it shows just from what I know about your life. You've all, 
even as a young kid and um, seeing people come past your house, drop something off or talk to you or things like that, you've always been people rich. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you've always had a community of people around you who truly cared about you. Yeah. And I think that's because you truly care about mm. others. And you're willing to share your yourself and your talents with other people. Mm. I feel like I feel like we miss that sometimes. You know, nowadays it's easy to get isolated, especially after mm. 2020. Okay. So grandma, if you could just give us some advice, give us that grandma advice. What what would you tell somebody who's like they are a little spiritually shaky and they don't they don't know what they believe in or they want to shore up their faith? Mm-hmm. What what would you tell them? Um and they, you mean if they don't believe in in God? They they might believe in God but they're just like they're in a, a bad place. Yeah, in a bad place, but uh read read your scriptures, find somebody, find Find someone that knows the word of God and get in the scripture because it's a scripture in the Bible for everything. Mm-hmm. You just got to be around somebody that know where to get it, where to find it or whatever. But And then sometimes you read for yourself and you can always find yourself in Psalm. Always. Something in Psalms you can always find to uplift you. Yeah. Anytime you need an uplifting for anything. Anything you can find it in in the Psalms, but then um, but you gotta have you gotta have some uh, some faith. You gotta have faith. Might not have a whole lot of faith, but the more you read that those scriptures, your faith will grow. Mm-hmm. You don't get it overnight, cause I didn't get it overnight, Mm-mm. and I am not the best uh, religious person. I would say, but thank God I know enough and I knew enough to get me to where I am today. Yeah. Because it had not, if it had not been for, because I had been sick, the doctors gave me up at one time and I'll never forget that spiritual mother came to me. The doctor said I wouldn't live. They sent for my mother up here to come because I wouldn't live. But it was a spiritual mother down there, Mother, mother Gamble. She heard that she was like two years old. It was almost time for for for, uh, for my husband to get to be um, discharged. Mm-hmm. That's why we went back down south, right, to meet him because he was going to be discharged out of Columbia, South Carolina. Out of discharge out of the army. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, and she heard that I was sick, and mom was on her way. Mom had already gotten the bus. She, mom was on her way. Uh, Mother Gamble heard that I was sick. This was on a Sunday evening. I'll never forget it. I testified about this on air to somebody not to, uh, last year. That was uh, Bishop Ravidale's grandmother. She heard that I was sick. And uh, she walked all the way from the ch- where we used to live when I was a young girl from that church that we called White Chapel and walked where I lived then. That was about a mile or more. I know it was a mile or more. And she walked, and she got, when she got there, she, she told me, she said, Aretha, I heard that you were sick, and uh, Angeline and I come to, we want to pray with you. And she was an elderly lady then, mm-hmm. and she, I can remember so clear. She took off her shoes, and I was in bed, and she got kneeled in the bed with me mm-hmm. and prayed with me and prayed for me. And that was a Sunday evening. Mama was due there that Monday on the bus, right. on the Greyhound bus. And she prayed with me. And that Sunday evening, the doctor said I wouldn't live. And um, when Mama got there, when she got off that bus, because he could hear the bus stop, mm-hmm. you know, and, and start. When she turned, when she was with Rosa, he had Rosa then. Rosa was a baby. Right. I was walking. I walked to meet her. That was a Sunday evening. Mother Gamble came pray for me. She got in my bed, kneeled down on her knees. That's why nobody can't take that out of me. Right. That prayer don't work. Mm-hmm. Prayer work. Perkis prayer has come to my rescue too many times. When Mama came, she was surprised. I walked and I met her. 
But the doctor said I couldn't live. So you got to believe. You got to have faith and believe it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might not can believe everything you hear today. But if you read that, if you search the scriptures and read the scriptures, it'll tell you what you to believe. Because it's not one morning, not one day passes that I don't go and read my some something in the Psalms. Right. Something's in the Psalms. I have things uh, out that I read every morning and I get up. When we came in. You had a, a, a church service going then. Yeah. It, by the way, today is Saturday. Yeah. Everybody listening. We're recording this on a Saturday. Grandma had the church service going. They was getting it in. Yeah. Them people were stomping and praising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. And I do me. other things. I listen to other things. Because right now, um, you know, this afternoon, I'm going to watch the, the Ravens. The Ravens game. <laughs> we got to watch the Ravens game. Yeah. The Lord wants us to do other things too, but we don't forget him. And I want, I've not always been like this, but I've learned. There's some things you have to learn. Uh-huh. And it has to happen. Some things has to happen to you for you to believe. Right. You need a, a sign or mm-hmm. a, a situation or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that will mm-hmm. reinforce or trigger mm-hmm. that faith. And I've not always been the, I've not, all, you know, because all of us have done things that we don't, we don't wish that never happened. You lived a life. Yes, yes. But then, when you learn better, then you do better. Mm-hmm. When you learn better, you do better. I love that. So that was that was Grandma. She's or Mother Clark, like she referred to herself. That's um. That's the internet, internet's grandma now, and I love that. I'm happy that I was able to record her and share some things. There were some parts of the recording, I'm so sorry, were a little choppy. Um, grandma got tired towards the end there. so. Um, and I did have to cut some things out because it was a little too personal, a little too, um, I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> it was a little too personal, let's just put it that way. I think the biggest thing that I've learned from my grandma, and she said it in this in this uh, in this interview, was that you have to have faith in something. Now, for her, that's you know that's the gospel, that's um, that's the Psalms, that's um, believing you know that uh, of the Lord's Abrahamic God's healing power in your life and. I've seen how that faith has gotten her through. I think you've heard how that faith has gotten her through. Um, a part of this podcast is understanding that not everybody's in the same place and not everybody believes all the same things. But I think that's such perfect advice, you know, that you have to find a spiritual anchor. You have to find faith in something. You have to believe it with your whole heart. And then once you get there, um, your spirit is lifted and the world gets a little easier to face every day. Um, but it's a powerful lesson I think I, I've learned from her and, and it's a lesson I hope that some of you got a chance to take away as well. So normally at this point in the podcast, I would read a, a question from the boards or from Reddit, Facebook, whatever, uh, and then answer it. But I'm not going to do that this time. I know I'm breaking tradition early already. The reason why I'm not going to do that is because in the next episode, it's going to be full of that. <laughs> um, I have my sister. We call her Big Sis Cousins. Big Sis will be with me. And uh, her and I go over um, some questions we found on Facebook and Reddit. And <laughs> when you get her and I together, it's always a good time. We laugh a lot. We joke around a lot. Um her and I just like how my mother my grandmother and I have a different spiritual life my sister and I have a a different spiritual life as well and yet somehow you can get all three generations of that family my mother included so all four generations of of our family together and we can exist 
peacefully, harmoniously, and lovingly. Uh, so yeah. So next episode, you're going to see, you're going to get to hear, I should say, uh, Big Sis and I just talk the talk <laughs> on the occult and on um, spirituality in our lives and answer some internet questions. But for now, I just want to let you guys know, cousin, you deserve the world. You deserve good things. And if you call for your blessings, they will come to you. See you guys next time.